Hey everybody, this is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. And today on the show, we have a special, not so special episode, in a way. It's, it's not special because it's a standard Monday episode. But it is special because we decided to do something different this time. And with it being um, an election year and it being election week, we thought we would do an election-themed episode. But not, but not in a scary way. I know a lot of people are like, ah, I don't want to hear about any election stuff right now. It's not yeah. gonna be that, I promise. This well, is well, hope not. This will be, yeah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't. It, it should, it should be a pretty. I'm here to mess some stuff up, guys. It should be pretty zero to low politics mentioned in here. Um, but we yeah. we're gonna we're gonna yeah. do a review of the American President. Yay! Uh, the nineteen ninety four film written by Aaron Sorkin, <clears throat> uh, directed by Rob Reiner, starring yep. Michael Douglas as the president. Um, and Annette Bening, uh, my, Martin Sheen, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Um, Again. Uh, uh, what's his... I lost his name, the bad guy. Richard uh, Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. Really great cast. Really great cast. Um, fun movie. Kind of a precursor to, to Aaron Sorkin's work on the West Wing. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like a classic <laughs> rom-com. Um, yep. In my research about this movie, I found that it is, um, let me make sure I got it right. Yes. The American Film Institute ranked it as number 75 on its list of America's greatest love stories. And it was nominated for Best Original Music at the Academy Awards and Best Director, Screenplay, and Actor for Michael Douglas, Actress for Annette Bening, and Best Comedy Musical at the Golden Globes. Wow. What a contrast. any of those, though. Didn't like, what? It didn't win any of those, though. It did not win any of those, but it did get nominated, and it is uh, AFI's 75th Best American Love Story. That's such so, a contrast, because, like, you know, got all these got all these Golden Globe nominations, you would have thought it would have been a shoe-in. And then, I know. Well, and you know, the Golden Globes are always weird. We talk about them every year. And it's like, because it's best drama or best comedy musical. Yeah. And it's like the American president is not a musical. No. And like it's funny, but is it a comedy? <laughs> I mean, I not, don't know. not in the sense that you No, it's uh, like a dramedy. Not only not, in a sense that it's technically a romantic comedy. Right. It is like I said, it, it is, is funny. It is it the, has genuine laugh moments. As we get started here, Josh, do you want to pull up what was else it was nominated against in best original comedy? Yeah, best, sure. Best um, comedy musical. While I, I do that, who, while I do that, who wants to give first impressions of the movie? Yeah, um, I'll start off. This is my first okay. time seeing this. Um, I have watched a little bit of The West Wing, not a lot. Um, I've seen like the first four or five episodes, and like a couple of later season episodes. Um, but I feel like, in general, I would say the writing here is really good. It's really charming. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, fun white house energy that you would get uh, a lot later in that show. Michael J. Fox is particularly fun. Uh, he's very like, he's very, he's very like the, the, he's very much the, um, the, the drama version of his spin city character. And that's a lot of fun. Um, I thought Michael Douglas was super charming. He was really cool. Annette Benning came across as really natural and fun. Um, and uh, but it's not to say, but I will say it's um it's not la- it's not it's not a it's not partisan in any way. Like it's not like uh, 
there's no politics at all in it. And it's just kind of a nice fun rom-com. There's some serious stuff in there. They get into some real, uh, some real conversations and situations. Uh, and it's, it poses an interesting question of, you know, a bachelor president and, uh, or, or a single president who uh, starts dating. I think it's a fun, uh, what if scenario that we really haven't had in the modern age. And, uh, I think that it's well-directed and, uh, well-written and I, I would recommend it if you haven't seen it before. I'll go next. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I really enjoyed this movie and I really enjoy anything by Aaron Sorkin. If it's got Aaron Sorkin's name on it, I'll watch it. Um, I love how they marry the political drama and the romantic comedy. And if you, if you associate any movie with politics, I feel like that is, I feel like people step away from that. I feel like political movies are, like a lot of people don't like political movies because they think they're boring. Like it's just a bunch of, you know, bunch of talking and whatnot. But like here, here you get, you get something of a rarity. It's like, it's, it's like the dialogue is very engaging and the dialogue is very engaging. The characters are very rich. I love the character. I love the character development in this movie. And I, I loved Annette Bening in this. She was great. Um, I will, I will say that like there are times when it does get kind of it, it's like runs on a little bit, but almost it doesn't run on too much. I will say, but there are times. But like all in all, this is a solid effort, and it's it's very pleasing. And they need to do, they need to do more movies like that because there's not too many. There's not too often anymore where you get these or you get these types of movies anymore. Cause especially when it comes with politics, it's never, it's always like, it always has to be some sort of a thriller. So to get a comedy, and it's almost out of it, always based on a true story. And it's almost always based on a true this story. This is completely fictional. Yeah. So it's nice, nice film. Okay. Yeah. I always describe Sorkin dialogue as like two professional tennis players not like playing a real game of tennis, but just really trying to see how long they can keep the ball going back and forth. Um, it's just so smooth and equally given and it feels so natural and it just sucks you in. You don't have any idea what they're talking about in the policy range uh, for the most part, but yet you do understand what's happening and like, you feel like, yeah, that's okay. I get this. This makes sense to me. And I think that's um, a really tough thing to do because how easy it is to get politics to go over people's heads and be turned off by it. Um, but that's why Sorkin is the way he is. He knows how to do that. Um, I've never really seen any of the West Wing, so this was a fun um, look into what that could be. Um, and yeah, everybody's performance was great. I don't really have anything else to say that hadn't already been touched on. Um, it's really good. Yeah, um, I really I really liked it a lot. And I really enjoy the West Wing as well, so I think that that probably helped influence my feelings toward this movie. Um, it is very, it feels very realistic for being not real. And the, you know, the inner workings of the white house is typically something the average person would not really understand. Probably you would hope, (laughs) but they make it 
easy to digest um, because you don't need to know the politics of what's going on, even though it is present. They're not, it's not like a hyper-partisan type of politics. Like we have um, this focus on um, global warming in the beginning with Annette Bening's character being a lobbyist for a um, organization trying to, you know, improve global warming in the planet, get the president to like, I think they're trying to like reduce carbon dioxide emissions. Mm -hmm. Something that's like, you don't need to understand, but like, okay, I get it. I get what you're doing. That's okay, cool. And then the other political focus is this crime bill that the president is trying to get passed through Congress. And we don't know the details of it at all, ever. And you don't really need to, um, to understand what they're trying to do. To understand, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the most explanation we get of the crime bill is really at the end when he decides to throw it away in his big epic speech in the White House press briefing, or press room, and declares like what he really feels about it. Um, That's the most political I feel like it ever got, and it's pretty brief. Uh, But you understand it, and I like that. And Mm -hmm. it allows the president to be a human being, which is also something I don't feel like you get a lot. Um, It mostly, I feel like, shows him as a human and not as the president. And that's like a key point with um, Shepard and Sidney is he's always trying to talk to her like, will you ever be in a room with me and not see me as the president? Uh, so it's really cool to humanize the position like that. And Michael Douglas is so freaking charming in the role. Yes. He seems like such a nice, likable dude. Um, and you can tell he just wants to be happy, like in his personal life. And he wants to do right by his daughter. And that's mm-hmm. all great stuff. And Sydney is is a pretty cool, likable person too. She's got the other end of the spectrum of this person who, you know, professionally, this is a bad idea. She's a lobbyist. She's there to manipulate the president in a way, um, or to at least, you know, coerce him into doing what they want. But mm-hmm. she also is like, ah, I like this guy. So they find a way to balance that real good um, so that you like them both. And you know, every great rom-com has a falling out. And this one wasn't super harsh, I didn't feel like. No. Um, you're still like, man, I get why they're falling out right now. Yeah. So all in all, I just think it's a really great story. I see why it's considered one of the, one of the great American love stories, as AFI words it. Um, so, and you know, I'm just going to keep r- rambling here because I feel like I got so much to say now and people can just chime in. You guys are just coming I, right off it, right? I, yeah, we just yeah. finished it. I really love the supporting cast. They are so good. Uh, mm-hmm. Martin Sheen as the chief of staff and the president's best friend, the best mm-hmm. man at the wedding. They have a lot of great moments. They have a really, uh, really like interesting fight scene that I liked a lot. Michael J. Fox. Oh my gosh, considering that we just came off of a terrible Michael J. Fox movie a couple weeks ago, <laughs> it was so nice to see him back in his element of being like this yeah. like frenetic, this is high energy, yeah. kind of like, he's a little paranoid in this movie. Yeah, this um, is one year before The Frighteners. Yeah. It's like, it, it's like, <laughs> he looks yeah. like five years younger. He does. 
And like, and he did in the Frighteners. I don't know if that's the Parkinson's or what, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe maybe there was a. Maybe there was an active effort to like you know save. They the might have aged him a little bit. Yeah, because he, he was kind of skeezy edgy. in the. He was kind of skeezy in the in the Frighteners. But here he's like, I mean, he's like Michael P. Keaton all grown up here. Yeah, it literally is like, like you know, if Michael parties. P. Keaton switched parties, <laughs> or if uh, or if you merged Marty McFly and Alex P. Keaton, you'd probably get mm. Lewis <coughs> Rothschild, I think. Mm-hmm. so they're one. so fun um what did i say oh yeah they have a lot of good energy yes it's just it's a fun movie it's a fun movie anything any any other additions oh i want to yeah I think, i'm right, right there with you oh, i was just saying i'm right there with you um i think the cast is really has a great chemistry it feels like coming into it the way it's written and the way this cast worked together it feels like they've been like doing this for like 10 years like this is like they're they've been hanging out and doing this show together for a long time they just finally decided to film it like it's that level of like like uh, uh of just like repartee and speed and everybody's cool go ahead garrett i'm sorry um i was just gonna say i think that this movie is an example of like a math problem in a perfect world scenario because as much as i love the characters and everybody in it there's they're very like perfect human-esque type people because they're all so good at being able to find a balance between job and the personal. And I don't know if the times have just changed or if that is just like perfectly balanced because, you know, Michael Douglas is president whenever he had to bomb the Libyans. Uh, <clears throat> they were talking about like, oh, it was the most presidential thing. And then he was like, no. And went on this big giant speech about how it's the least presidential thing because he just made the decision to uh, blow up an innocent janitor over there. And he did that several times where he was just able to really separate everything out. And a lot of people in this movie did that. And that is not a skill that most people have to that extreme of a level that everyone in this movie seemed to have had, which I, I enjoy watching it. I think that's just the one maybe like minor knock you could give it is that it, this is like the definition of a perfect world scenario. It is, and that is, a, I mean, that's the same way that the West Wing is, is kind of written. It is an idealistic society. But even if you take out the, um, the political nature of the movie, a lot of romantic comedies kind of fit that bill. Where it's kind of this idealized world. So I think it's just the marriage of the two worked really well. Because, um, I mean, I've, I had the same thought in this movie that I have during the West Wing, which is I want to live in this world where everyone is reasonable and yeah. smart and they like figure things out. That's the world I want to live in. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a, it's definitely, like you said, I mean, there's an element of, it's a little, there, there's an element of, it's a little unrealistic. I, I think that Aaron yeah. Sorkin has a great, of course. He, he taps into the, uh, the, you know, like the, the, the energy of what you would assume the white house would be like where it's just really frenetic and really like everybody's moving you know they're in the most high stake job you can have everybody who who has to work you know in connection with the president must be doing things all the time and like minutes mean everything but mm-hmm. um but you know uh, uh president obama himself called it a uh aaron sorkin's liberal fantasy uh in talking about how <laughs> exactly the movie works and how they go about getting like you know votes on certain bills and things so like there's an element of it that is kind of like the ideal of what you want how you want politics to run um but that said it really you don't care 
as you're watching it because it is really like the, everything else about it's really enjoyable. Uh, right. you're, you, you kind of feel like you're a part of it as it goes along. Um, that's yeah. what makes that, that turn, that fight, the ultimate fight that they have really hurt. Cause like when you realize, I think if, if you're like me, there's a moment about one minute before the decision is made where you go, he's going to have to break his promise. And you just kills you to watch him have to do it. And, um, it's a really well, like it's a well structure at that point. It's a great way of doing a lot of the tropes you see in these kind of movies, but doing them in a setting that you're not used to seeing. So I, I really think that it stands out for that. Yeah. It's kind of like we were saying earlier, it's so focused on the characters that you don't really care about the, the inner workings of like, you know, how they're working to get the votes on this bill. It's mm. just enough to, you get enough to say, okay, I see how that's working. Um, but you don't care how, if it goes one way or the other. And one thing I really like is that it is so character focused. And I mean that in the, in the literal sense and in the like broad term of a person's character, because the president tries so hard to avoid a character fight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, he's afraid of it. In his fight with AJ, he asks, you know, would we have won if his wife hadn't died? If it had become a character fight, would we have won? I don't know. He said, I don't know. And this whole him dating someone has erupted the whole like National Enquirer part of the press where they just want to know about the girl. I mean, and we would, wouldn't we? uh, That's the sad part is that that might be the most realistic part. (laughs) (laughs) Is that, of course, the press would would have all those questions. And then what makes his like his, uh, his opponent in the upcoming election formidable is that he is willing to go after character alone. Yeah, who Dick and Cheney? So it's like that's what I said. He even looked like you. <laughs> I feel like it's. I feel like it could have been based not, on him at that point. If it's not supposed to be, not supposed to imply Richard Dreyfuss' character, uh, Rumson. If it's not supposed to be an implication of Dick Cheney, I don't know. It's a, It's the wildest coincidence I've ever seen. It, it's funny you mention that because, like. In the movie W, which came out in 2008, yeah, Richard Dreyfus plays Dick Cheney. It's all connected. I've been working on it for years. It's all so. connected. <laughs> it goes all the way to the top, drain the swamp. No, <laughs> what, bothered, what bothered me about this movie is how weirdly timeless it feels. I mean, this came out in 94. Here we are in 2020 still talking about global warming and assault rifles, whether or not they're safe or not. Mm. Um, the things that they put into this are so timely. And then you even magnify it to the current political race where you have a president who is trying to be like, hey, here's what we should be doing about the country and my life isn't my own life. Uh, it's not bothering anybody, leave me alone. Let's just be rational about this. To another guy who's just like, no, let's focus on the things that don't matter at all. He's dating. Like all of that is so 100% what's happening right now that it was just weird to to see it that way. Uh, let me 94. Let me ask you guys those. So let me ask if um, extract, extract current day character uh, uh, personalities from this though. I want you to think about it. Would you as a voter feel comfortable with the president dating, yes. not just anybody, but a lobbyist say yes. it's a Republican president. He's dating a lobbyist <laughs> for the NRA. I don't care. Comfortable? Say, you know, well, they're, like, they're going to be friendly with each other. Is there anyway. an element there of it feels like a conflict of interest? 
<clears throat> Personally, I tend to think no, and it's going to come from a cynical point of view, which is kind of what I think Garrett was alluding to. Is that like I don't think it would really influence them either way no, because it shouldn't. We're at a point now where like a lot of these groups are so in the pocket of these parties and vice versa that like I don't know that it would matter. <laughs> Nobody would care. Fair enough. I I, I, I don't know that it would. It would. I thought they it was, would care more was, about the fact that they're dating than the implication. Because you, as soon as you get into the, this could possibly be corrupt for a legitimate reason, then nobody cares. I think it's it would like, be more interesting if it were the opposite and say like, you know, a if a if like a Democrat president were dating someone with the NRA and then they started like loosening gun regulations or something, or if a. Uh, I don't know. What's the opposite? If a Republican president were doing it, were like, um, I don't know, was dating Lander. someone from Planned Parenthood. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, yeah, I like, like, you know, from PETA. If it were, if it were opposing <laughs> viewpoints, it might, yeah. then it might be interesting. Well, yeah, it would be interesting in that sense. I, I do think that, I guess you have to, that is an element of looking at the times though, too, is that, you know, if it were a case of you're talking about the 1990s when things were, you know, I, I'm not going to say that they were better, but I think that there was kind of like, I think that stuff still mattered a little bit in what you could bring up. But today, I mean, honestly, today, I feel like we've been numbed to a lot of controversy. Uh, Definitely. The president dating yeah. someone would be like. Well, like, think about it. This movie it came out, this movie came out just years before the whole Monica Lewinsky scandal. Mm. And previously, I mean, I don't know, I'm not fully aware of the entire history of the presidents, but outside of like JFK, how many presidents between like him and Clinton were people like super obsessed with the personal lives of the president? I don't know. I don't either. I don't, I don't, still, I don't, you don't know. hear and, a lot and, about it. And I mean, they reference that in this movie where they talk about, you know, um, how big how big of an impact television had on that so just imagine the impact mm-hmm. that the internet has had on that um as it would be torture be oh yeah it'd be, it'd be awful yeah it would be just like i made a joke that it would be like the bachelor people would just be disgusting about whatever this president was doing if he were out there dating trying to be a human person trying to find somebody that he could love and bring into the white house's first lady like oh my god that'd be terrible for everyone involved want it and we have such an obsession with celebrity and influence yeah. in this country anyway that it would be really like, I mean, the, cynic, the cynicalness of it would be extreme. But also like, you know, is that person like, I, you know, is that person going to end up being like a security risk if they're not like, you know, at a certain level? I don't know. It's an interesting what if. And I feel like it was a better, <laughs> it was better explored in 1995 than it would be yeah. today. It, it, um, it would, it's hard to see a movie like this being, um, received as well or, or, or a success really at all if it came out today because people would go into it cynical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First Did of all, Did you see what they ha- tweeted about well, like, Oh, Today, half of the audience would hate it based on who, whatever party the president is. They would just hate it right away. And I'll be honest. I, didn't, I couldn't tell exactly what he was at first. I couldn't tell they if don't, he was like, I couldn't tell if he was like, a, he, he just seemed moderate. Yeah, more than anything, because I was like, I can't tell if he's making concessions, which way he's making concessions. <laughs> well, yeah. like even it, it became obvious later, but you know, it becomes obvious when, when especially when you find out that um, the opponent is a Republican. But mm-hmm. 
it really doesn't even become obvious how liberal he is until at the end when he's like, I'm going to get the guns. Yeah. He's like, I'm coming door to door. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I can't imagine a president with like, like they actively work against promising that kind of stuff. these days. Right. Right. Like he, he still gone. maintained some like moderacy up until that point even. Yeah. It was funny. I do want to uh, point out that like, I do want to point out with uh, Rob Reiner, I want to give a little bit of credit to Rob Reiner right now because let's Ro- give a Ro- lot of credit to all Rob the credit Reiner. to Robbie Rowe because like Great director. He, I think Aaron Sorkin gets a lot of credit for this, but we should talk about Rob Reiner. Of we, course, I mean we should because like the rom com yeah, king. He's the rom com king, but he's also when Henry met like, Sally. He's a he's an he didn't do that. Prince Did he not do that? No. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. He was in. He was in when Harry met Sally. Yeah, but he did like not direct it. But like he's done so many good movies in the eighties and nineties that it's kind of criminal that he's not like a more prolific director. Because yeah. you know, he did Stand By Me, he did The Princess Bride, he did this movie, and he also, did music. No. He did direct When Harry Met Sally. Yeah, he did. Did he? He did. He did. I'm sorry, did. I thought it was Nor I thought it was Nora Ephron. Nora yeah, Ephron wrote, did write write it. Oh, then I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. Well, wow, that was a drastic jump there, yeah, but you, really you didn't did. have to go from nothing to something like that. You really Gee. threw yourself over the edge there. Well, you just didn't know. Pick yourself up. That's it. Don't, 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 don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, wow, that took a turn. Do we need to have a talk? You idiot. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are an idiot. I don't know. Anyway, I'm glad we got that out of the way. But no, uh, no, that's just what I wanted to, just wanted to You're say. You're talking about like, Rob Reiner's filmography and what... What's going on there? A few good men. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like literally, okay. When starting from Stand By Me, going up to the, the well, uh, the American president, almost every one of those movies are like back to back to back, like classic, classic 80s, 90s movies, except for the movie North, which was notoriously bad. <laughs> Everybody's got one. Yeah, at least. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know, Andrew. Are you saying that you don't feel like Rob Reiner is considered a prolific director? Because I kind of, no. I think you make the argument he is. He just hasn't had anything major in the last ten years. He, he yeah. really hasn't. Like, I don't, I, I, I know some of these movies that I'm seeing because I'm looking at it right now. Like, I know the bucket list. And I, I think know you Rupert. could make the argument that he was fairly prolific. Yeah, for and now time. he's not. Like, I don't, and I don't know what happened, but maybe he just turned his. Turned his attention somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, he's older now. He's probably working on other stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, he did Ed TV. <laughs> That's a great movie. I he liked it. Was TV. let's see, yeah. Oh, he did This Is Spinal Tap. That was his first movie. Yeah. Yes, This Is Spinal Which Tap. Is, Stand by Me. The Princess oh, Bride. Harry Miss Sally. Misery. Did he direct The Wolf of Wall Street. No. 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 He. That's Martin Scorsese. What did he have to do with that? Why is he was in it? Here on his he was IMDb? in it. He, he, he was, was an in actor it. in it. Oh, he's just an actor in it. All yeah. right. Yeah, you gotta you gotta filter that stuff by director. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But no, yeah, I just I just I just want to give I just want to give credit where it's due when it comes. Oh, I just to, read that all wrong. When it, when it comes to Rob Reiner, because Rob Reiner is like, like for a while he was directing like very very good movies, and then all of a sudden just kind of just went 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 a. Not a ride, but just kind of went gone, you know. And uh, I really do wish he would kind of maybe maybe have like one more up his sleeve, but you know who knows. But at the same time, um, 
No, this was a, a this was just like a solid effort. I will say I've said that before, but I'll say it again because like you've a got solid effort comes across as a about? failure though. Yeah, oh, you no, no, make no. it sound like it's not good. Like a solid effort is like because like, nice like try. Like you threw the ball right into the dirt, two feet in front of you. But nice try. But you it threw was it a hard. solid effort. It was a solid, solid effort. effort. You threw it as hard yeah. as you could. Yeah. Okay, then this was a very solid movie. How about okay. that? Okay. I like it. That's good. That's All good. right, it's, it's a very solid movie. There's I, I didn't find, I didn't find a whole lot wrong with this. I didn't find anything wrong with this, to be honest with you. I really, I really can't. Pick and shit. I really can't say anything was wrong with this movie except for yeah. the fact that it's just there are times when I don't understand like when they're talking about policy mm-hmm. but that's that's just I'm not into politics so I can't I can't say you know I can't say I'm like all right well you know what that's important cool but Andrew, so, did you find anything wrong with this movie not really <laughs> okay and and the bit you, you keep saying that you don't find anything wrong with it but it's just a solid effort <laughs> I can't say anything so, bad about it. It's, it's so good. Solid effort. Solid effort. <laughs> Five stars. Two and a half. I don't know. Yeah. Oh goodness gracious! This will be. He'll be a solid effort, but he'll give it four and a half stars. Yeah. It'll be confusing uh, like that. I want to. I quit. I quit. I quit. Is Michael <laughs> Douglas Michael underrated? Doug- is he Do underrated? No. Because like. Listen, I know everybody knows that Michael Douglas is a good actor, and like I'm not questioning whether or not people think he's like underrated by his quality. I just mean like, look at what this man can do. I've se- I know him best from the game, and in the game, he is a paranoid, uh, powerful, money hungry. That he's always kind of like a business guy in whatever he's doing. But I mean, he is not overly redeeming in the game but he's also like creepily charming for the situation um and then you have this one where he's still again a very dignified kind of a person but a completely different person uh than what i get in the game he's super charming and witty and funny and he's able to do so many things throughout his filmography mm-hmm. and yeah. i just don't, i wonder if his range goes un uh under appreciated maybe not him himself there are literally dozens of us who have seen him in the kaminsky method his Golden Globe winning uh, Netflix comedy. And he's quite good he, still yeah. today. Yeah. No, uh, I, I, think, I think he's fairly well respected as an actor. I think he's just one of those actors that like, I think until very recently, never really danced with what you would call the mainstream. He's not like, you know, he's not your, uh, he's not your, he's not, you know, he's not the rock. He's not like uh, uh, uh Who's someone who's really mainstream, but is hey, this man is in the this man's in the MCU. What are we talking what, about? Well, that's what I mean. Is until very recently, ah, until there would be pe- there are definitely people who think that like his best role is Ant Man, and that would be that would be silly to say. That would be silly. very entertaining, yeah. but like if you look at his filmography, it's just really good, solid like yeah. like films, like yeah. you know, as Martin Scorsese might say, real cinema. Um, <laughs> you know, whether it's Wall Street, and you know, Garrett mentions the game. Uh, 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 you know, Wonder Boys. I think a lot of people really like. I would, I, I would, I, I would say that if there's Ghost any the girlfriend's role, past, my goodness. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, any, I think, was the guy I was looking for. Somebody who's very mainstream, but also has like respect as like a, a very like good serious actor. That was who I was looking for as a good comparison. 
uh, th- if there's one movie I will say that I, I would encourage you all to watch is the movie Falling Down. And it has it stars him in it. He's like a defense. He's like a defense worker. He gets laid off, and he just goes just completely nuts throughout the entire movie. And it, it is an excellent film, and it's a very sharp commentary. So, I would, I would, I would definitely give that a look. But no, uh, I liked what Garrett said about the game. I think the game is is like true. I've always, you know, some of the roles that I've seen Michael Douglas in, you know, you just, I've always seen him as, as his brooding character as a, as like just a very, just, cause I think it's the voice. Like, cause he has that, that very deep. He could be, he could be old man, Batman. He could be voice. old man, Batman. It's yeah. so groveling. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and yeah, uh, I don't think he's done a lot of outside Wall Street in the MCU. I don't think he's done like a whole lot of sequels. So he's very, his name by itself gathers an audience. Mm-hmm. So I would say that like his his work, his work uh, as an actor is very very plentiful, and very very good, and he's able to he's able to be very solid in what solid he does. Effort. Another one I would recommend is Behind the Candelabra with him, mm. where he played uh, Liberace. Yeah. Uh, that was a really fascinating role to see him in. I didn't get to watch all of that, but I watched a little bit of it. And I was basically all I saw was, was stuff with him, and it was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, he's a, I don't even know how, like, you can't really rank these things, but he's definitely like one of the best actors, I think, around. And maybe you're right. Maybe he doesn't get as enough mainstream attention, but, you know. He's always, I think he's always one performance away from like an Academy Award. True. And yet he's only won the one as an actor. It's true. Which is a for which, for what? For Hank um, Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. He won a second one for producing One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, but he's only won the one Academy Award as an actor. Um, I, th- I think he's only been nominated for that one as an actor. Possibly. Oh, you know what? I went through and found all those Golden Globe information we were looking for, and then I went and closed the damn thing. <laughs> Way to go, Chief. For the other I, can things, find, it was, uh... I can find it fast now. Hang on. Yeah, here we go. Okay, so the American president at the 53rd Golden Globe Awards held January 21st, 1996. Um, Five still. Yeah. The American president was nominated for best motion picture, musical, or comedy, but ultimately lost to Babe. Yeah, of course. But Uh-oh. you know what else? For best picture. Here's the thing. The babe Oscar. also beat Babe also beat Toy Story. Wow. Um, Get Shorty and Sabrina were also nominated. Hmm. Um, Michael Douglas was nominated for best performance in a motion picture, musical, or comedy, but lost to John Travolta in Get Shorty. Other nominees include Harrison Ford, Steve Martin, and Patrick Swayze. Annette Bening was nominated for Best Actress. She lost to Nicole Kidman in To Die For. Uh, Sandra Bullock, Tony Collette, and Vanessa Redgrave were also nominated. And we got Rob Reiner, Best Director, but lost to Mel Gibson for um, Braveheart. For Braveheart, yeah. Best Screenplay, lost to Sense and Sensibility, written by Emma Thompson. 
I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. But the American president was the second most nominated title that year, but took home nothing. Complete shutout. At the Globes? Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's always a shame when you see that, when you see something get nominated for a lot of things and getting none of it. Yeah. I know. Well, um, let's see. Sense and Sensibility was the most nominated uh, with six, but only took home two. Hmm. It's wild. Indeed. Yeah, you want to talk about a you want to talk about a throwback, the TV section of this award show. <laughs> oh boy. Uh you got you got you got Sybil, one of the best comedy show. Anyone even know what that is? Yeah. Sybil? Sybil oh, Shepherd. That's the one with uh Sybil Shepherd. Yeah. Well it it beat out Frasier, Friends, wow. Mad About You, and Seinfeld. Wow. wow, it was a good show from what I remember. A lot of people talk about it. Uh, what are some other some other fun ones on here? Uh, Kelsey Grammer beat out Tim Allen, Paul Reiser, Jerry Seinfeld, and Gary Shandling for best wow. lead actor. Um, these are fun. These, <laughs> these shows are so old. You know what's funny though about about what you just read off there for the best best series is that I think every other show you said, I see in syndication all the time, and I've never once seen Civil in, in no. syndication. No. No knock against it, but I've never, no. like, I, Frasier, Friends, Seinfeld, all those things are still running. Well, and the best drama was Party of Five. Wow. wow. Nominated against Chicago, Hope, ER, Murder One, and NYPD Blue. Two wow. years later, Jennifer Love Hewitt would be in our Halloween movie, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. It's fun to look back on these. I'm, I'm going to have to compare them to the Emmy Awards for that year later. I'm going to um, ask you guys one quick question here about the American president. Okay. And this is something that I realized as I was, as I was writing up my review. Do you feel like it's kind of mistitled? Yeah. Like the American president really tells you nothing about what the story is actually about, which is... It a doesn't real- tell you no, the story, but it, I agree. Like I don't the American know. president could sound like a generic movie about the president. And this is like very specifically the president. But maybe that's what they wanted because I feel like they could have been like the bachelor parent president. And that would have been like, no. Uh, it would have been a picture of Michael Douglas on the front with like his coat over his shoulder smiling. Hey, going out the Oval Office. <laughs> yeah, the bachelor <laughs> president. Yeah, uh, a, there's a, a rubber band around the, the Oval Office doorknob. Yeah, yeah. Or something and like Michael that. J. Fox is in the background with a bunch of papers. Hey, man, come on! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have got it could have uh, gone that way. <laughs> no, yeah, but I, that's just kind of. I, I was writing. I was like, I was like, you know, uh, the American president sounds like it should be the movie that's like the definitive, the president movie. But this is clearly a very like I don't know. It's a rom. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what I would title it instead. But I was just as I was writing it, I, I just kind of thought. <laughs> If going into this, if you had no marketing evidence, no information, you go and go. This whole I think you might be surprised. Yeah, up, I could see that. Benning? Yeah. The other thing I'm going to talk about real quick. The only I wouldn't call this a flaw, but I feel like the movie cuts some some kind of cuts through some detail here. Uh, did anybody feel like the president went from zero to ten really quickly on this getting in a relationship situation? He did go very fast, and he was because, very confident. Because yeah, he went he from everything's hunky dory to his uh, like his his P, his PR person saying, "Hey, you know, just I'll just keep running you out there as a widower." Yeah. He was like, and then like eight seconds later, he's like, "So, baby, uh, right? Come here often to the White you House. You ever seen the China yeah. Room? 
Yeah, I mean, he's just like, or as I like to call it, the dish room. And based on walking into a conversation and this girl, <laughs> you know, and like he's just like, hey, you first woman I've seen today that I didn't well, previously know. You're well, I think that's where, for me, it all goes back to that. This is an idealistic, perfect world. It's the rom com. Is how where, it always works. Yeah, I know, but I'm just, just gonna be that. And that's it's love at first sight. It's love at first sight. But because I, because it's such because it's so shrouded in reality. Again, going back to even the things that they're talking about and just the nature of politics t- today, um, I think that stuff is really magnified for some reason. Where it's like, oh, yeah. Like, well, he even says he's gonna he's he's gonna go he's gonna get in an old Chevy and drive himself to her house and stand outside her door until she opens it. Literally, just say anything. With a with Without a boombox boom on his shoulders, yeah. like he's just here to fight for his love. Yeah, and oh. that's not very realistic. But you know what? Sometimes people that makes people feel good. I mean, sure. I like again, again, they pull it off with all because of because of how charming all the characters really are. But I was got it. It it did kind of catch me where it was like he was kind of like feeling about it away, feeling away about it for like thirteen minutes. And then was just like, you first woman that I don't know. How you feel yeah. about how, how you feel about uh, dinner? Well, then she handled it so perfectly because, like, I was saying, if it were me, if it was a woman president, right, and she took a liking to me, which I understand, but and invited me, my, our first our first date is some dinner for the French president. I'd be like, I can't, I can't do this. And she was like, No, cool, let's do it. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine. That. Annette Benning was like, this is, kind of a, this is kind of a hard, like this is sort of a, there's no mm-hmm. comparable uh, thing to like, if you're an actor and like, you're trying to draw from experience, like there is no experience for the leader of the free world. Just ask me on a date. Um, yes. And she's appropriately starstruck for like the first half of this movie. Like not understand, like, like really not, being able to handle like, oh my, I can't, I can't believe this is happening to me. Um, and I kind of was like, yeah, that's how you would be. You would not like, there would be no, like him being like, are you ever going to see me as not the president? I was like, no, yeah. you're the president. Yeah. How could I? Weird. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, shall we move on to the box office? Yeah. Let's move on to the box let's office. Do it. Let's do so the it. American president debuted the weekend of november 17th uh way back in 1995 so not an election year uh it didn't finish uh high that weekend it finished in the number three spot uh with 10 million dollars even on its opening week uh the number one spot went to james bond goldeneye uh it's just called goldeneye but in case you mm-hmm. weren't aware that's a that's a james bond uh number two boy oh boy uh i recommend that if you are new to the so many sequels game you go back way, way, way back to the early days for the number two movie of this weekend. It's Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> the aforementioned... Which you can find if you dig all the way back to the first season of so many sequels. Yep. I think it's what, the third... It's the second show y'all did. It is the second, second, second episode we ever did. Uh, and you guys... Uh, uh, boy, what a come down between one and two. Actually, you know what? Don't go listen to that. It's probably bad. <laughs> it's, I remember we... We, we did not have a good time talking about it. The audio maybe I think I think is maybe okay, but the we were probably audio. rusty. We, we didn't know what well, we were know, doing. It was really eye-opening because I had not watched Ace Ventura in a long time, 
and you guys were like, boy, this does not, this is not held up either of them really, mm-hmm. but, uh, more so with, uh, with when nature calls, mm-hmm. um, okay. so that brought in 19.5, uh, in the aforementioned American president in the number three spot at number four, it takes two to make a thing uh, go right. Yeah. The hit sequel to the movie. It takes, uh, one I'm kidding. Uh, it's actually a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movie. Yeah. Uh, opened up at number four. The good old days of Olsen twin movies. With 5.5. Those don't happen anymore. No, they, and at they number quit five, that life. Uh, the movie Josh was talking about, Get Shorty, uh, which uh, had some award buzz. Mm. Uh, Golden Globe winner John Travolta. So uh, one sequel in the top ten that weekend. The American president would go on to finish with $60 million in the United States over its theatrical run. It would add $47.8 million from other markets, and excuse me, which would bring its worldwide total to $107.8 million, which beat its quite large for a production of this uh, scale, I would think, $62 million budget. It all went to Michael Douglas. Wow. I would think a lot of it would go to the cast, sure, but I think it probably a lot of it went to the set construction for a pretty accurate recreation of the Oval Office and other wings of the, uh, the, the White House. Um, uh, this is actually, I know I don't do the inside baseball stuff as much anymore, but I was too curious, and it is election season. Uh, the American President is the 13th highest grossing movie to uh, be about or star a character playing the president. Um, the number one movie in that category is Independence Day. Oh, I was hoping it wasn't, but that's where my brain first guess, went. Yeah. yeah, number two, the highest grossing one with a with somebody playing an actual president is Lincoln, uh, brought in by, by Steven Spielberg, bringing $182 million. Also on that list, you have Air, For- Air Force One, uh, Fahrenheit 9-11 by Michael Moore, Lee Daniels, the butler, uh, and so on and so on. Um, so just kind of an interesting detail there. Um, let's see what else. Uh, oh, um, the American president would go on to finish in the number 29 spot for the year of 1995 on the domestic charts. Uh, where do I have that? Here we go. Uh, the number one movie, as you may have guessed, is 1995's Toy Story. We reviewed that uh, just last year. Go check out our Toy Story uh, series review. Uh, one of my favorite series we've actually covered the whole time. Um, at number two, 1995, Batman Forever. At number three, Apollo 13. At number four, Disney's Pocahontas. And at number five, the aforementioned Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Um, so I had a fun game that I, I, I worked out here for some other honorable mentions. Uh, Garrett, put up five fingers here. I'm going to like list off five movies here, and Garrett, you just tell. We'll just see if uh, if they are your. Uh, we'll see how many fingers you have left. You put a finger down if you do not stand this. If you stand this movie, okay. If I like it, I put a finger down. If you like it, if it's like a movie you would watch right now, if, if someone asks you, you put a finger down. Mm. All right. First, a goofy movie. Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. The Indian in the Cupboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Brady Bunch movie. Eh, that'll get a half finger. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, right. He and wasn't prepared Billy, for half finger. And, and, and Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. So, boom. I know Garrett. <laughs> I know Garrett. Yeah, was, as I was going through, I was like, that's a Garrett movie. That's a Garrett movie. And I just went, wow, yeah. 1995 was Garrett's year. That's that why it's, it literally influenced who I am today. Uh, some other good honorable mentions, uh, Jumanji, uh, Seven, <laughs> Waterworld. <laughs> you just keep, I can't go No, No, nah, Waterworld was not good. I'd watch the it first, again. Just get out. I'd try it again. Waterworld is terrible. Ready for this one? 
the first movie to feature a CGI character as the as a lead character. It's Casper. Oh, I'd watch that too uh, right now within a heartbeat. And uh, That's a of course, Halloween movie. And of course, who could forget? Get ready to put your whole fist in the in, in the ground. Mortal Kombat. Oh my God, that's the best movie in the world. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, here's ninety five is me. Here's one for Josh. Grumpier old men. That's a good movie. Yeah, I know. I say I knew Josh would get at least grin. I knew you would at least grin about it. I know you like grumpy old men one. Yeah, they're so yeah. grumpy. That's one of the first things. Okay, this is. I'm going to sidetrack. This is off box office now. But I remember one of the first. I mean, Josh and I've been friends for a long time. One of the first sure. real hearty laughs I ever got with Josh. Josh, do you remember this? I don't know what you're gonna say. <laughs> we were hanging out with my with my wife. Uh huh. My at the at that time, uh, my 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 previous girlfriend. And um, <laughs> previous, yeah. And uh, a good friend of ours named Coulter. And we were at I think I don't really remember. It might have been like a diner in town or something like that. And we were making some kind of we were having some kind of conversation. And I think uh, Coulter said something like, uh, uh, do. Josh said, we're gonna, what I'm saying is we're going to be doing this again. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was Coulter. No, because I think Josh then said. No, 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 because Coulter was the one who said it back. Oh, I don't remember. Anyway, I'm pretty positive it was Josh who said, we, no, you got a mouse in no, your pocket? No, it was Coulter because Josh Coulter said that? reacted to. Okay. I don't know. What's happening? So wait, but wait, know. what happened though? Someone used the phrase, we, you got a mouse in your pocket. And it was like a reference to grumpy old men and Josh, Josh laughed really hard. Josh said, what I'm saying is we're going to do this again in the future. And Coulter said, we, you got a mouse in your pocket. Oh yeah. And, and Josh, Josh just went, like, what if I did? That's what you said. Josh went, well, what if I did? You'd feel pretty stupid right now. It was a very Josh thing to say. <laughs> and the rest is history. Well, I should have written that story. I should have consulted with my with with uh, with my court stenographer uh, about that story before I read it out. Now anyhow, you know for future reference. Anyhow, grumpier old man that came out that year. Andrew, best picture winner of nineteen for nineteen ninety five. Braveheart. Braveheart. That's right. Everybody do their best Scottish accent. No. Oh, Sean Connery. I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna bring him up. Recently, I don't uh, even want to do the impression. I'm too sad. Sean yeah, Connery. Yeah. Do a dramatic out. impression. Sean Connery. Uh, one of All the right. great James Bonds. Never seen it. I know. We're going to do, we're gonna have to do his series at some point, I think. Eventually. I do, I do, wanna, yeah, to do. I do have a, a, quite a quick question to pose to the group before we move on to the letterbox game that occurred to me. Um, try, it's, you're just going to have to like pull from memory. But like, who is the best fictional president from a movie universe we'll keep tv out of this and is uh, everyone yeah. gonna say bill pullman because i hope not <laughs> no, i just hope I there's think... some diversity he's great he seems like a great president he beat the I, aliens but i mean come on that's a tough question i don't think i'm gonna say bill pullman i mean i think that bill pullman was very i think independence Day is a lot of fun um but, I'll tell you who um, I'm leaning toward for pure fun say, factor. Oh, go ahead. Harrison Ford in yes. Air Force One. <gasps> yeah, that was what I was going to say. It's hard not to lean towards, what was his name? President Marshall? I don't even remember his name. Yeah. James Marshall. <laughs> Is that it? President Marshall? I thought so. Um, I'm trying to think. 
of anybody other than Independence Day and Air Force One. Um, That's a tough question. You got anybody? You know, I, the only I'm I'm going through a list here of like because I can't really think of anything. Uh, the only one that really jumps out to me as being different is uh, Chris Rock and Head of State. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. while I love that movie, I don't necessarily recommend it. But I mean, he was a good president. I, oh, I can think of one that I really, really liked. He was in the movie Idiocracy, and he was played by oh, Terry Crews, President Camacho. President That's Camacho. It. That's it. Stop That's it. it. That's ridiculous. So it, um, okay, you well, know, uh, you know who? Because uh, I'm now looking through a list too, because I can't couldn't help myself. Uh, uh, what about Jack Nicholson in in Mars Attacks? Oh, he's great. That's a he's not one. the best, but you know what? A memorable yeah. performance. A solid effort. And Mars together. Anyway. Um, looks like the Atlantic did a bracket system a few years ago, and they did include TV, but the winner of the best fictional president bracket was Harrison Ford in Air Force One, who was up against Martin Sheen in, from the West Wing. The final four was, was President Bartlett from the West Wing, President Camacho from Idiocracy, <laughs> uh... President Marshall from Air Force One and whatever Bill Pullman's name was in Independence Day. What was his character? President, President killed the aliens. President Bill Pullman. Yeah, Bill Pullman. Uh, we're going. We're we're we, we're going too long. So let's get to the let's get to the letterbox game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Josh, you run it this week. Oh snap! Okay, you won the Conjuring well, last week. That's true. That's true. David, what's the order? Who's going? Worst the first. Oh, worst the first was going to be Andrew. Andrew has not <laughs> successfully won a game since the Muppet movie. Wow. Good God. You got to do better. Uh, I am trying. You got to have full spectrum to work with. Thing. So, well, that means, uh, Andrew, you're going first. What's your so pick? So, my, my rating is going to be 3.4. You're guessing That's, a 3.4. Okay. We got a 3.4. Is it me? Who's next? Yes, you next. Um, three and a half. Three and a half from Garrett. Three, I'm just going to screw it all up and go 3.3. 3. Uh, that way, I think we'll have a winner, but I have a tiebreaker in mind if if it comes to it. So. Oh, there's there's a winner, all right. And we, oh, will, okay. not, we will not need a tiebreaker. Sweet. And it is really... Um, Really shame for Andrew because he he almost won this one. Oh, yeah. uh, but it, the the, the correct answer is three three point three, and that goes oh, to David. Um, so close to taking that one home, I really thought he had it. Um, so Andrew's you know, still in continues. in Listen, now in a further last place. I have decided that I'm not going to win. It's going to be Josh or David. Uh, my only goal <coughs> is to be a perpetual blocker of Andrew winning now. Yeah, you I'm just got to spoil somebody. I'm going to be the spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. so... The, I don't want him the, to win another one all season. The final score was 3.3 based on 10,000 ratings. Um, the most common score is a solid 3. 29% of people gave it a 3. Um, so what what would we give it individually? Oh. I'd give it a... It's a four stars. 
four star movie. We got a four. I was going to say the same. Actually, I was. I think I'm kind of. I I might be being a little bit generous here. I don't know, but mm-hmm. uh, I would say a four star movie. I'd watch this again if 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 it was on. Okay. Yeah, I concur. Four stars for me. Yeah, three stars. Well, then since it doesn't matter, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bump it up to a four and a half. Ooh. Uh, just because I liked it that much. But um, our final score is going to be a 4.1, so a 4. Awesome. All right. So that's it. Um, That is our Election Day special. Um, As of this being released, tomorrow is Election Day. Uh, So, you know, go do your thing. Go vote for whatever you want to vote for. Hey, but just as important as going out and voting, okay, this doesn't get talked about enough, but... Do your research. Know what oh, yeah. it is you're voting for. You should okay? do your There's research. more than just the presidential election going on. So read much more. On, you know, I don't know if every if every state will have them necessarily, but read up on your state questions. Read up mm-hmm. on your local districts. Find out mm-hmm. who it is. It's oh, like, and read up on your judges. Nobody thinks of judges until you get there. And you're like, I don't know true. who these people it's are. True. I don't know what they're believing. I have a standing rule. This wasn't this isn't necessarily unethical, but this is, I have a standard rule. I always vote no on new, on, on retaining judges. Just get them out. Hey. Hey, uh, I don't care. I don't remember who it was who told me to do that, but they said it one time, and I don't know if they were joking or not, but I thought, that's fine. Huh? What, a, what a policy to live by. Uh, but, yeah, do your research, vote, be, you know, be aware of what's going on. Yeah, I think that is smart for everyone. Uh, be engaged. Elections, like David said, are not just the president. Um, in fact, the smaller the election is, the more likely it actually affects you. Um, mm-hmm. People don't think about that. So do that. Go vote. Um, have fun with it. It doesn't have to be stressful. Um, find us online on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Letterboxd. So many sequels. Uh, we're there. We're having fun with it. We'll be back next week with uh, something fun and new. Not new, but it's fun that we're new. planning. And we will announce it on our social media channels later this week. So follow us on those to figure out what we're doing next. Here's a hint. It's an anniversary. It's an anniversary. Oh it's a series. And Why it's are a you trilogy. Into the microphone? <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. Um, all right, I won't. <laughs> so, so that's all for us. Have a nice, fun, stress-free week. And go, vote. Time. go vote. Go vote. Go vote.